Good morning. morning. morning, We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're glad to be here with you and welcome you to the morning services of Word of Truth Fellowship. And uh, glad to see everyone here in this building. We're uh, taking precautions and being careful, but it it is just wonderful to be encouraged by our physical presence. You can be uh, encouraged by uh, by a video or by a phone call or a text or a Facebook message, but there's nothing like seeing another person's face and being encouraged. And I can't wait until we get to shake hands again. <laughs> this distance between us is not natural, but we're doing what's we're doing what's right to. For the time being, but we're looking forward to when things, when this is not the routine, and we can go back to shaking hands and getting hugs. Brother Benjamin, I'm looking forward to a hug from you when when this is all over. So I was, I've been thinking about uh, a young man named David, who uh, was an example to us of uh, a person of faith, and we're taking the first chapter. First Samuel, chapter 16. As a little bit of background, uh, Saul was king, and he had uh, not destroyed the Amalekites like God told him to. He saved some alive, and at that point, God had rejected him. He says in First Samuel 15:26, "The Lord hath rejected thee from being king of Israel." And then he turned and uh, his skirt of his mantle uh, of uh, Samuel. He, Saul grabbed a hold of his mantle and tore it. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. And so he, from that point, uh, God had rejected him. And it says that the Lord repented that he had made Saul king of Israel. So then, in chapter 16, we see Samuel, who had gone to uh, uh, anoint a king from the uh, from the loins of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And so uh, he called his sons, and there was uh, seven of them that came forward. You would think it would be the, the biggest and the strongest and the oldest, but it wasn't. It was uh, the youngest, yes. the one who had been forgotten in... He had spent all his time out in the field watching sheep. He was following after sheep. And uh, so in verse 7, a very important verse, that the Lord looks on the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but man, God looks on the heart. Right. And so God was looking for a man who would serve him with all his heart, and that was David. David never followed after idols. Now, he had some... For, for the time period and what he had to work with, he is an example of faith to us. Yeah. And so let's go down to uh, verse 11. It says, uh, Samuel said to Jesse, Are these all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. Yeah. Behold, he keepeth the sheep. And God was looking for someone who had the heart of a shepherd. And he yeah. chose David. And so it describes uh, David in verse 12. He was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look on, look to. 
And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Verse 14, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp. And it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall pray with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. And I want you, I want to focus on this verse. Here's a description of David. And answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning and playing, a mighty valiant man and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. And so they sent for David and he came to play before Saul. And uh, you notice that David is still a young man. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're young or old. This, If you're following after the Lord and the, God has put His Spirit on you and He's anointed you, this could be a description of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a young person or very old or anywhere in between. I notice that he's cunning and playing, mm-hmm. a mighty valiant man and a man of war, prudent in matters, a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Amen. And that is a description of uh, David, mm-hmm. but also, I believe, a description of believers in Christ. Yes. I want to look at these. Uh, and uh, you know David's exploits, but it, it started here in this chapter. There's no mention of David before then. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the book of... Uh, Ruth at the end, a mention of David just in the lineage from Ruth. But uh, you don't read anything about David before this. So even at the beginning, they could see all these things in him. And you notice uh, he was cunning and playing. And what had he been noted for in his life before then? He was with the sheep. So he had a lot of free time. And he was out there in a field, and he was just uh, nice and peaceful. Most of the time, what what do sheep do? They're just sitting there eating. and uh, So he would spend his time getting very skilled at playing the harp. And it wasn't just a skill in the playing. Of course, it was his attitude of his heart towards God. And he was noted for writing many of the psalms. And in uh, in the tabernacle worship, preparing for the temple worship, writing these songs, and his heart... Focused on God, yes. but it was, he became very, very skilled at this, a cunning player. Amen. And he had the ability to, uh, when someone else was troubled, of course, here we have Saul who was troubled, the evil spirit from God came to him and God troubled him. He was able to soothe him by playing on the harp. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
in verse 23, we read, It came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, and Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, we read several accounts of this. And even in the midst of some of these fits of rage and torment of the evil spirit, King Saul would take a spear and he would throw it at David. He would become enraged and try to kill David. And of course, David was able to move out of the way or flee. Sometimes he, he, he just fled from before Saul because it's, it's not very wise to sit there and just get speared. <laughs> but he was able to soothe him and he was refresh him. And that's a if you're a believer in Christ and you've been anointed by God and His Holy Spirit's on you and in you, you have the ability to refresh other people who are in trouble. Yes. And that, that's just a... Uh, you, you may have noticed that there's people who have uh, a panic or a fear or uh, they're intensely lonely or they're having regrets in life you have the ability to, because uh, of God's Spirit on you, you can refresh their soul. Mm-hmm. And that is a, I would encourage us all to be cunning players, not necessarily on a musical instrument. I would encourage musical instrument playing and, and uh, the singing of our hearts to the Lord, but yes. I'm focusing more on the ability to refresh people with your mm-hmm. the Spirit that's in you. And it says here in verse 18, he was a cunning and playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war. Well, what did they know about David? Well, he was watching sheep. How did they know he was a valiant man? There must have been something about him. Now, if you, even if you're a, a new Christian, you can be a mighty valiant man and a man of war. We're not in a physical battle, we're in a spiritual battle. But when you're in a, a battle, there's a temptation that comes to you. That's a battle right there. And the battle may not be a huge battle, but that is a battle nonetheless, and you can be victorious over that. Mm-hmm. But you, you see in the life of David, in the next chapter, there's a First Samuel 17. It talks uh, the account of uh, Goliath. Now, this is a huge battle. Yeah. Well, David had already been victorious over... It says here in First uh, Samuel seventeen thirty four, he Saul was trying to discourage David. David had volunteered to go attack Goliath, and here now you find out that while he was sitting there playing his harp and the sheep were eating, well, there was predators. There was a lion and a bear that came to take the lamb out of the flock, and he killed them. And you notice that. That wasn't apparent in chapter 16, but we find out in chapter 17. He was a mighty valiant man and a man of war, and people can see that in you. Even if you're a young person, you may not have gone through huge battles, but you got battles nonetheless, and you can be victorious over those. You notice he, he was a shepherd protecting his flock, and whenever there was a predator in the flock, he was able to keep them from stealing one of the lambs. And I, I just... Uh, Thought that was a, a great for a person who's been uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and anointed 
to be watchful over the flock. Mm-hmm. Amen. It says uh, he was uh, cunning and playing, uh, a mighty valiant man and a man of war, and prudent in matters. If God's put his spirit in you and you have understanding and wisdom from God, you can know what to do when there's... When there's, uh, like right now, we're in the middle of a, a virus that's taken over the world, it appears like. And many people are uh, reacting in many different ways, but uh, we can see that it's essential to be here meeting together. But there's all kinds of things that will come up in your life. And God will give you the understanding and wisdom to know what to do in this situation. You won't be without direction or guidance. You know, Jesus Christ has become to us all wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. When you are full of wisdom from the Lord, you'll you'll be you'll know exactly what to do at any given moment. You won't be perplexed or cast down. Mm-hmm. I, I just thankful that we could see the example of David. In this, and we can see that in us, we also can be prudent. Yes. And uh, whenever, whenever you uh, have a question, what is the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. God will give you the answer. Yeah. Yes. Amen. It describes David further. He's a prudent in matters and a comely person. Well, I don't, we don't have any pictures of what David looks like. Any person who has drawn a picture, it was just from their imagination. We, there was no photographs back then. Or, but it describes him as a comely person. There, uh, there's a lot of focus in this time period of outward beauty. There, uh, have you ever noticed that many of these people who the world looks at as beautiful or handsome, they're not nice people. There's a, there's a kind of comeliness, a beauty, that is more than just on the outside. Uh, a person can not meet the physical standards of this world and yet be the most beautiful person because of the spirit that's in them. It's not an outward beauty. It's an inward beauty. And that outward beauty fades, and then you're left with a person who is uh, mean and spiteful and a, a person who is beautiful on the inside. All their life will continue to be more and more beautiful. Yes, yes, it's a, so the question is, are you a good-looking person on the inside? Of course, the Spirit of God is in you. That's where your source of beauty is from. That's a beauty treatment right there. Be anointed by God with the Spirit of God on you. And uh, the focus is not on that outward appearance, but on the heart. That, like it says here in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, The Lord seeth not as man seeth, For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 
David's seven older brothers were refused. They were good-looking men. But that's not what God was looking for. God can see your heart. And He knows if you're a beautiful person or not. It describes this, this inward beauty. There's a, in the context, it's speaking about women, but I, let's say it applies to any believer in Christ. First Peter 3, 4, talking about the hidden man of the heart, that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of a great price. That's the beauty that we're talking about here. A quiet spirit, a meek spirit, filled with the beauty of the Lord. And this last description of David, is he says he was prudent in matters, a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's anything a believer is noted for, God is with him. Yeah. Like we in the lesson on Friday, we talked about this some, that when Samuel, the prophet, was just a young man. He was growing up, and God was with him. And God let none of his words fall to the ground. And uh, when the Lord is with you, you have guidance and direction. He illuminates his word to you. He uh, fills you with his grace and his mercy and his strength. He, uh, when the Lord is with you, you're never alone. There are many people who are intensely lonely, and uh, but we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He gives us his grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. He he put his spirit in us, given us ability to uh, use our minds to discern between good and evil. Mm-hmm. When the Lord is with you, it is evident. And so I, I was just thinking of this description of David as a man of God. And these attributes, as they apply to Christians, we've been anointed with his Holy Spirit. And so, brethren, I uh, encourage us as we turn our minds to spiritual things to uh, consider David as an example of our, mm-hmm. of our faith. Amen. And we have... We've been given so much more than David did, but even this is just incredible reading about him. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to Brother Gibbon's sermon, and we're going to have uh, singing mm-hmm. led by Sister June, and then uh, testimonies and expressions of faith. Thank you.